are listening to Dance Cinema Conversation with Olga Uzikaeva, a Russian dancer and choreographer interested in site-specific improvised performances and interdisciplinary collaborations. Olga and I met in Belgrade, Serbia, to talk about her collaboration with Hungarian sound artist and filmmaker Thea Soti. In this podcast, Olga speaks about the nature of their collaboration, development of particular scenes in the video, effect that different locations had on her movement, the role of stillness in her dance practice, and how his dancing on screen made her stage performances freer. We begin by her telling me how she branched into making dance videos in the first place, and what about it is most compelling to her. I was always curious about collaborating with other artists, like musicians, visual artists, and uh, always when I was uh, watching films and movies, most favorite moments were connected with dance and movement there. And I was always curious about trying this by myself. And it uh, happened that uh, they came for a residency to Belgrade and it was our spontaneous project uh, just to make something, to research, to experiment with movement and voice. And it was a very interesting process. The video was initially recorded without her voice, so you were actually moving to silence with just atmospheric sounds around you. Did you at that point, as you were recording, know what kind of sound hair will eventually use and put onto your movement in post-production? I did not know. And also perhaps it would not be possible to move with the sound and with her voice because she has to record. We didn't have any other person to record it. And that was even more surprising and challenging when I saw the result. And what surprised you about it? Mm, how she saw my movement and how she recreated it with her voice. Because anything we do in collaboration with different artists, visual artists or musicians, it's kind of we are mirroring each other, but through our own interpretations, our own tools. If I'm a movement artist, I'm creating the story through my movement. If I collaborate with visual artist and he uh, is influenced by my movement, he will create it with visuals, musician with the sound and voice. But all of us are telling the same story from different points of view. So it's like you're all speaking in your own languages, but you at the same time understand each other's language. Yes, if we are making the same project all together, with the same idea, we just express it differently. When Thea was recording you, did she give you any instructions of how to move? Was she directing your movements? Yes, there were such moments when she wanted me to slow down or try something, to go from different angle. Yes, they were kind of instructions, so was a good uh, cameraman <laughs> operator. Tell me a bit 
bit about the site that you have chosen. What, where is this shot and how did you choose this site? We were just walking around the Savamala district. It's very alternative and artistic district in Belgrade and searching for a spot where we would like to record it and this uh, site, this uh, graffiti attracted our attention and we decided to do something with it. Did you go to the site before the day of recording? No, it was just on spot. I just started moving to research, to explore. I did not know when she starts filming. At one point in this video we see a close-up to your hand. Did you know she is doing that? No. So she didn't tell you anything about no. the way she will frame it? She was just searching for moments which were interesting for her perhaps and uh, for little details and I really like those moments with the hands. How long were you shooting for? It's uh, difficult to remember, but it was quite fast, maximum 20 minutes. And uh, you also shot in a few other locations? Yes, and in a few other locations in the same Savamala district. Mm -hmm. And next day we spent in Belgrade City Museum, which is fabulous building. So you shot over two, two days? Yes. And how did you feel um, recording in different spaces? How do you, in general, feel dancing in different spaces? First, when I enter the space, I'm trying to feel it, to listen to the space, the sounds of the space, to observe my body, how does it feel, to create this movement note, using my previous patterns, but really to create movement which is connected with this spot. And uh, it's always interesting. For example, in this particular piece with the wall, I've thought, let's do something from the back. So there is no my face, only with the back. Like I'm observing, I'm watching this painting. Like uh, I will talk with my back. And I thought, okay, let's try. But anyway, you can also see my profile there, but never on fast, never uh, the face. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice because the mural itself is the face. Yes. So it almost doesn't need a second face, just a moving body. I felt like uh, there could be an idea that this is a face and I'm a body of this face. Mm. So that was kind of my suggestion to do it. There were a few other spots, uh, like a uh, statue near Brankov Most, and we decided to try to make circles around this statue. I was walking and running and moving with different energies, different dynamics and speeds around the statue, and Trey was following me with the camera. It was also very interesting. Was that your decision to do that? To run around the it was her idea mm -hmm. and I was choosing the movements mm -hmm. and sometimes they was guiding me should I move slower or fast or increase or just simply run without any dancing because sometimes interdancing with regular daily movements like walking or running taking something imaginary or some real objects with hands it also looks very strong combination of contemporary dance, which is really dance, and physical theater, which is more about daily things, but without talking, without speaking, only with the body. 
It's very interesting. You spoke to me a bit about Tess working methodology and you said that she has a very clear instructions. She has a clear vision, she communicates it well, and yet within that she also leaves space for freedom. It's strongly dependent on personalities. Either some people can connect and work together or not. So just with stay I found a good connection and her working method was clear for me. And I think it's a great talent and it's really rare when person knows what to do, gives you instructions, but at the same time you can still have a lot of freedom to express yourself and to do your job well. It's kind of, I would say, even not instructions, but days uh, given inspiration to do something, particularly to try something. Is it almost that when the instructions are clearer, that that opens space for freedom? One of the phrases uh, I've heard long time ago from one of my first dance teachers is like, a good teacher is showing you where to watch, but doesn't tell you what to see there. I think it can be suitable in this case. So you are directed, but you have a lot of freedom to explore how is your body reacting to this or that surrounding or sound or voice. Watching the video and working on dance cinema in general, I came across quite a few videos where on one hand there is a thing that we could clearly call dance and then there is something that is maybe just a pure movement but yet when you frame it in a particular way or edit it in a particular way it becomes dance. I would like to ask you whether when we watch this video you made with tell whether you consider what you're doing in it a dance or performance art or simply a movement and whether we need to make distinctions. Yes, there are several points of view which are popular now. Uh, that uh, performance is performance, dance is dance, and movement, kind of contact improvisation, is the third thing. For me personally, all this is dance. Because I came from Russia, and in Russia the tradition of classical ballet is quite strong. And even when I watch contemporary dance performances in the theaters in Russia, I still see a lot of classical ballet there. Rising legs high, pointing the feet, etc. etc. It's extremely beautiful, and it's difficult, and it's uh, very technical, but it's not... Uh, Interesting. When I see some crazy things, when this classical beauty is broken by just simple running or walking or simple moments of stillness, it looks amazing. It looks because of the contrast and it is still dance, but this is a contemporary dance. 
Contemporary dance for me is about life. It's not about perfection and movement. It's almost like it's celebrating the body in any way that it can move. Yes. I agree. Because contemporary dance for me is about people, about dancers, not only choreographer who staged it. And it can change if dancers are changing. It's not static that somebody created this choreography 100 years ago and people are repeating it. Where does stillness stand for you in your dance practice? For me, stillness is the most challenging thing in dance. Sometimes when I'm practicing or preparing some performance, I also try to record myself and watch how does it look and sometimes I see that I'm moving too much. I would like to slow down. I really enjoy to watch the stillness when I watch performance, but sometimes I forget to do it by myself. And when I'm working on it, it's um, not easy because stillness can be different. It's not about just standing and doing nothing. It still has to have intention to be still. And uh, depending on what you are thinking about in this stillness, it's influencing how you are standing, what is expressed by your face. It's still an energy. Body can be still, but the energy is moving inside this body. Is there also a stillness in movement? What I experience when I dance, when I move, sometimes all of my body cells are not centered and they're loud and, and I'm moving in a very outwardly way. And then there is a time when I move, but there is a stillness in that movement. I'm very centered. I would say that uh, from my point of view in the movement, from my own experience in the movement, I'm not still. I can be calm and kind of find another forces which are moving me to listen to my body. So I'm not initiating movement, but movement is already existing inside my body, inside my cells. For example, in Gagabody language it is called floating sensation that we are in the water and water is moving the body we are like seaweeds moved by something and for me it was not easier to find this sensation especially when I came to contemporary dance after more than 15 years of professional competitive dance career in ballroom and Latin American dancing I just did not allow myself to be still in movement I was trying to create something and always was thinking about how do I look from outside because uh, in ballroom dancing there are always mirrors around that was making me stiff stiff? stiff after ballroom dancing when I came to contemporary dance I had this ballroom body, competitive body 
I was always analyzing and thinking now I have to be fast, now I have to stretch my arm, now I have to be beautiful, uh, now I have to point my foot or flex it. But I didn't listen to my body, what does my body want right now? I was trying to create movement outside, externally, not listening for the movement happening from inside, internally. It makes me think it's not that there is a stillness, but there is disappearance. Yes, I would say the disappearance is a very good image for this. It's like melting, melting into the space with your cells. With your cells? Yeah. Melting but not collapsing. This is the point. What's the difference? What will happen if you collapse? There won't be movement. You can just collapse on the floor. And it's also a beautiful moment in the dance, time to time. When the energy is collapsed as well. And how is melting different? Melting is about softening your tissues, softening your flesh, your skin. Sensing the space with your body, not with, only with the palms, but with the whole surface of your body. And again, it's only my, my feeling how I imagine melting when I hear it or when I'm uh, giving this image at my improvisation dance class or when I want to use this quality in some choreography or routine I'm creating. Everybody can uh, feel it differently. But generally it's like you can imagine you're a candle and melting. Or a butter. Yes, exactly. It's just actually it's not collapsing but changing, changing of the quality, becoming softer. between making dance for stage as opposed to making dance for camera and what are maybe some of the challenges when transferring dance on the screen? It's a difficult question because even now many performances are made for some gallery space or other kind of alternative space where audience is sitting around the space where dancers are performing. The difference between dance on stage and dance on video is clear because when we see dance in the theater, when audience is sitting only from one side in front of the stage, it's kind of two-dimensional performance. On video, you can see the movement from all the sides, all the dimensions. And I think that performing in gallery space or in space where audience can be around the space, it's quite similar to the video dance. But just in video dance you can edit it. So is it a different way that you would approach choreographing dance for stage as opposed to choreographing dance for video? Yes, yes. I would uh, think more dimensionally about how can it look from different sides. And of course, if I would be a choreographer uh, or I would choreograph something for myself on camera, 
I would also make agreement with the cameraman about my ideas, how do I see it and of course I would give uh, freedom to a cameraman and director and we would find something while editing this video we would find some common points where we would like to agree or disagree or it's always it's a very interesting artistic process. When we talk about transferring dance into screen and making dance cinematic is it something that a dancer finds or is it a camera, a camera eye, or is it something that happens in editing? I feel and also I like when it happens by editing. When we sit together and we choose the moments. It's the best thing. Also it's very interesting when cameraman has a experience in movement him or herself. Why do you find that important? In this case, the cameraman knows how to approach the movement and can, if not predict, but oh, maybe even yes, sometimes to predict where the person will move in the next moment. And also, I guess, by experience of trying to dance by himself or herself, he can embody you as you move and understand what you're feeling as you're moving and therefore, as you said, anticipate your movements but also understand how to present what you're going through as you move. Exactly, yes. That is a collaboration when we exchange, when we share and when we both actively participate in this process. It's almost like the dancer and the camera are dancing together when the shooting of a video happens. Yes. Actually the cameraman even is also dancing with the camera because it's also a movement. Sometimes it's very interesting to just watch. Sometimes a cameraman goes down completely on the ground to record dancers which are standing vertically to get some special interesting picture. It's also a great performance, I would say. Do you think you will direct dance films yourselves in the future? I would like to try <laughs> one day. Is watching others direct and watching their methodologies of working helping you in developing your own? Honestly, I didn't think about it so deeply yet. And I find that doing it by myself is more challenging and difficult. It's like making solo for myself. Making solo, solo performance for myself. It's not easy. Because I cannot always see myself from outside and just feel it. You mean if you were directing it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I would like to challenge, I like these challenging tasks. <laughs> so you do find that being guided by someone else helps? Because somebody else can yeah. see you from the outside and can assist in the way you move? Yes. And uh, usually the director also gives, gives inspiration, gives some ideas, case, which help. 
but if you were a director you could work with other dancers, you don't have to be within the frame, but as a dancer you would be in a good position of directing them. Yeah, but it's also a responsibility, yeah. What is the responsibility in it? First of all, to understand clearly what I want from others. And at the same time, give them a freedom to be themselves. Because I know some examples, even not films, but choreographies when great dancers just don't have a chance to show their opportunities, to show their talent because of the choreography which is made for them. So it's very important to allow people to express themselves, but also inspire them with energy, with idea. That is a responsibility to allow them to enjoy the process, not to struggle with it. With the goal to work again next time with this team, with these people. This is how long-term collaborations are being built mm -hmm. with respect towards each other. One last question, because I'd like to keep asking this question to everyone I interview who are dancers and who are now working on dance videos. I'm wondering whether your stage practice has changed since you have tried to dance on screen? Yes, I like started to see myself more clearly from outside. Like I would be staying and observing my body moving. And I experienced more freedom in movement after filming and maybe more, even more passion to move and express ideas and some artistic craziness time to time. It's a great experience and I believe that everybody has to try it. Why do you feel more freedom since you've done dance videos? Because when we were recording videos, I was dancing everywhere, like in the museum, on the street, near the monument on the bridge. It's a great experience. Sometimes you just forget that you are on the street and that there are some random cars passing by. People look at you and think that you are a strange or crazy person. But it's a lot of fun. So that's freeing? Yes, a lot. And then you can transfer that on stage? Exactly. And how is that transferred on stage? What happens on stage then? I feel the space better the space around me and people around me. Even if uh, sometimes I'm dancing in a very small place, like for example on Friday I was performing with my friends in Polot and it's a very small place and people were very close. It was not scary. It was challenging but not scary. listening to Dance Cinema Podcasts, where we feature conversations with the makers of dance films and videos. From directors to dancers, cinematographers to editors, costume to sound designers.
To watch their videos, head to dancecinema.org.